Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Thank God. Gonna get all up in Guys, it's going to be so good. Everything's going to be okay, everybody. You know what, I will accept whatever you put on my television this fall that's not condensed in a three-hour time period. I will watch anyone fighting for love in lockdown in a resort in Palm Springs. I will watch the hotel workers fighting for love. I will watch gas station attendants fighting for love. Anybody but this version of the show. Hello! Arda Marine coming to you from a very steamy garage somewhere in Los Angeles. And I've dressed up for you. Not that you can see, but I have dressed up for you. I am so excited. You guys asked for it. You loved this duo. I And I want to say, um, the first person I'm going to introduce, I said, you know, he's really revolutionized this entire podcast. There's people that literally have never heard the podcast without him. He came in and he rookied so hard that like people don't even know that anybody else has ever been a rookie. Like this guy is the rookie to end all rookies. I'm going to have to say, you know him from iCarly. You know him from Drake and Dosh. You definitely do not know him from Still the Came, but you sure as hell know him from the Will You Accept This Rose podcast, Rookie of the Year, and most recently taking us through the entire journey of the Juan Pablo season. Ladies and gentlemen, the brave American hero that is Gerald Trainer. There will be no better intro in my life than that intro. That is, and it. I appreciate I mean, it. I cannot tell you how much our listeners like you. I mean, well, I'm going to tell you something, Arden. You're not putting me in the man box today. Oh well, we had a person I've been waiting to read. There was a woman who uh, Jerry's bringing this up because I sent him. I, <laughs> I sent him a screen grab of a 
a review of a woman who loves the podcast, loves Jerry, and was protective of Jerry because she thought I was being so hard on Jerry. You're and being I, mean to and me. I put, and I put Jerry in the man box. And, and You're meanie, meanie, I hate weenie. That's you. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll your shit. I'll you man box. <laughs> I put him in my man box. Jerry, will you accept my rose apology for trying to put you into the- I would love to accept your rose pardon. <laughs> Oh my God. The now, man box. Oh, when I crazy. asked this man in his man box, so I invited him out of the man box, and I was like, man in the man box. I'm looking at the man in the man box. I'm asking him to change ways. No message could have been any clearer. When you want to put a man in a man box, get a big button, change. So I asked this man box, um, inhabitant i was like who do you want to who do you want to pod with like because he's potted with a lot of people and i gotta say the first on his list um is a historian um she's a bachelor historian she's really doing the lord's work when i say that we basically have the ken burns of the bachelor franchise i'm not even exaggerating this is a beautiful mind level and it doesn't have to all be facts it can be gossip it can be instinct it can be her opinion ladies and gentlemen gerald's top pick for co-host for this week my friend Lori. Hey! Thank you so much for offering your final roast to me, Jerry. Yes, he, he came out of the man box. He I'll see you in me. fantasy suites, baby. That's yes. right. I man box it up. So <laughs> it's you guys it's lushly ran, furnished. If you guys ran broken succulents everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tana Banana. Sorry, Tana. You guys, Tana's very upset. Also with us today, Katie and Tana. Hi. Tana's Hi. heart is broken because oh. her succulent just died. And I, Katie's my told her my she can revive it. fell over. Hmm. It's not um, dead. It's just I, a lot of uh, arms broke off. So. I, I, I had a plant that the whole thing just fell over in the wind and it all broke off but it's growing back it's looking great so you know it's possible i'm hoping for the best i'm hoping i for need the best. i feel that i need to fully make a proper apology to jerry and this is how i'm going to do it before we get started jerry oh god yeah i just want to tell you i'm so yeah. sorry and that mm-hmm. i am here yeah you guard and protect your heart <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm going to need you to prove that here jerry it's right here that's a, a sweet cat that is a I, sweet cat now, if you could just serenade me sounding like Michael McDonald, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, Jerry, I'm sorry I put you in the man box. I don't that... like being in the man box. Can I'm I... in the man box and there's not very man of oh. windows. I Hard to see to... out. Do you want to hear this? You mean this? Oh, God. You mean this? You think I didn't fucking record this, Gerald? Oh, baby, You think yes. I am not the host and all host? You are the host and all host, baby. I am here to guard and protect your heart, Gerald. I believe it. After hearing this song, I believe it. Everybody, everybody, lighters in the air! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and then the oh. first song, Silence, says it all. Guys, what a journey. I'm so excited to get going. But I'm, We're going to talk gossip in one second. Let's talk gossip now. All right, look, if you guys are complete purists or you have no access to any media, I don't know your deal. I'm not judging you. I don't know. Maybe we've got some Amish listeners and they're like, they're having a rum spring. Uh, they found us. But you're like, I still don't want to go deep diving on peoplemagazine.com or TMZ. This is 
kind of a spoiler, but it's the world's worst spoiler because it's literally on people and entertainment tonight. So the rumor has it, and I think it's been confirmed, that Claire Crawley, who they've been like, how excited are you for Claire Crawley? We watched the entire season of Juan Pablo just to get to know Claire Crawley. Apparently, she's found love quickly, and she needs to leave. Some of the gossipy sites said she's been a pain in the ass. I don't know if that's true or not. But... Da, 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 da. We get Tasha, who's apparently quarantining right now, to get ready to in- get inserted into the bubble in Palm Springs. I'm so excited about, a, and they're, I think they're going to air both journeys. So we're getting two bachelors for one, all in this weird desert resort thing. If you think I didn't actually email Paget Brewster. Our secretary of state told me to immediately email my agents because they're going to need more. They're going to need more group dates. So I emailed them being like, I will come. I will quarantine. Can I teach the guys a group improv class as like a super fan? And 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 so I, that's actually like we're trying to get me into the bubble. Like, see, Lori, you'd have to come with me. You'd have to come like at least be I my, will my publicist. I will wrap myself come, in like, my publicist wrap. I mean, you can come holes in my nostrils. You can say that you're my like stylist. You can or do my hair and makeup or whatever. If you want, yeah, to come. yeah, that's that's a great idea. That would be so. <laughs> I mean, how fun would it? But Tasha, you guys, Tasha, yeah, yeah. Tell me everything. Um, now, Jerry does not know who Tasha is. Lori, will you bachelor historian our, sure. our listeners? I need to know. Like, I need to know. Here's the thing. I feel like we did the Juan Pablo season specifically yeah. for Claire's origin story. We and now did. the rug has just been ripped out from under us. And they're going to show right. Claire. They're gonna, but you're yeah, so happy. They are going to show, yeah. So and there Jerry are didn't, things. And Jerry oh. didn't like her. So now we don't have to watch her. You are not excited about, you're going to get a better bachelorette. And all I've seen is Tasha's pictures and she is drop dead go or She's at Smoke Show. Smoke yeah. Show. Yeah. <laughs> smoke Show. I'll be coming to your improv class and swooping in. There you go. Oh, my God. Hey, Tasha, this is called Yes And. Get in the car. You should come with me. Well, they need Not- guys. Apparently, they, they had a callback <gasps> for some of the guys that were cut on night one or who like uh, oh my god you should come didn't make it to night one they need more Mary. guys now you should teach the improv class check her out and then just stay <laughs> there you go there you I'll go do it. Myself into there you go she's so hey guys hot. i don't think you're here for the right reasons okay i'm gonna be the grossest lady on earth i'm gonna be the grossest broy lady i say this as i'm just like what mother nature can do her she has the best rack I have ever, like, I like her in a bikini. And I think it's just mother nature. Like what the genetic gods can, her just natural born figure, I think is so insanely booming and she's smart and she's pretty and she's like cool. And she dated JPJ. Lori, take it from here. I'm sorry. I was okay. so creepy. No, no, it's okay. Um, Okay, so there are two parts we, we should probably talk about. The first part being, I'm so glad you're staying hydrated, number one, because- I'm so hot. LA I'm is so hot. hot. It I'm looks so hot, hot down there, y'all. It's okay. so hot. So she goes on. Initially, the, the accounts are that she spent 12 days filming. Now, apparently, when Tasha arrived, uh, which was on a Monday, apparently there was only nine days of- filming so now you have to realize how they only see 
uh, you have the group, you know, the initial group date, as you all know, and then maybe a one-on-one and then maybe a few days later, another one-on-one. So what this, so a lot of people are speculating that what this probably means is that the final person was contacted by Claire prior to the beginning of the season because there is not a chance in hell that during nine days which mind you again they barely see each other they see each other for snippets and they have these breaks in between that there's not a chance that you're gonna get engaged Mm -hmm. if that is in fact what happened i'm you know and you know find your final one which rumors might or might not say that she's found someone uh, in nine days. So I love watch, I love listening to Lori. I feel so safe and like everything's gonna be okay right now. Don't <laughs> yeah. you feel good? Jerry yeah. feels like the best. Like she's like the best bedtime storyteller. It's it's <laughs> like it's the feeling I have when I land at LAX after yeah, a long flight. It's, like, it's like I'm home. I'm home. Ma- Mama's Hi. milk. Hi, babes. Here we are. Okay. Okay. So okay. So that's so that's one piece. The, yeah. the, another piece is is that. Uh, ben Higgins remarked just two days ago about this uh, this phenomenon that nobody quits the show. And what he he had an interesting conspiracy theory because I think they make like 150 grand to be the bachelor, the bachelorette, like you make some cash, you make some cash. And his theory, which was very interesting, is that maybe because they casted about 42 gents prior to the beginning of the season that maybe they had this in mind all along because they but 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 so that's one theory but you know there also have been reports that that claire wouldn't come out of her room and she she was done and honestly if you're how old is she 38 and you find somebody you like why go through this bullshit? Get your 100K. Because you know the deal. It's your 78th time on the show. <laughs> You've been on this. This is literally number one, two, three, four, five. This is your fifth time on the show. You're finally the lead. You know the dance. You signed up for it. You're a pretty lady. You could have found somebody on Bumble. Like, you know the deal. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, I tend to be a stick with it kind of person, but- if you got your 100K and you got your guy. Why would they, but they may out. not pay her, but they may not pay her. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I don't know. I don't know. So, so, um, so then she Tasha, seems high maintenance. She seems a little high maintenance. That does track that her as number one on the call sheet might be fussy. I do find it, if she's a Bachelor Nation mainstay, she's been on all these shows and now she gets the chance to be the lead and she's going to give it up. Like that's the weird thing for me is it's like, this is finally her moment in the spotlight and she's done after 10 days. Like what happened? Well, you know, I, I think she might be from a, a previous iteration of the bachelor contestants in that, you know, if you look at her social media feed, she doesn't have a ton of advertisements. Like I, I, I feel like she just doesn't, she's just doesn't care. She's like, okay, she's I, over it. I, I actually am here for the right reason. Oh, interesting. And you know, Tasha. Uh, is, you know, she does a good job um, in, you know, she is able to market products and is a in, it, like a quote unquote influencer and uh, is really into that, um, into that sort of the new iteration of, of Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants. So Tasha was on Colton's season and uh, was one of his final ones uh, prior to him jumping over the fence. I have, I have a question. Do you think there was any 
that this had anything to do with it? Because weren't they having trouble finding guys for her? I mean, I was thinking about- Do you think there's a little bit of that at play where the producers are like, look, we've been trying. We're not really finding the crop for her. We're going to have to replace her. Well, the first round, the first crop, I thought were so horrible. But then the second crop of guys that they brought out for Claire, a little bit older, I think I thought significantly more handsome. Um, I, I think that the second crop was quite, I think, any any contestant would be happy to go on that, including yourself. It to felt take like, those men. Those are some good looking men. I I did feel like they were really trying to drum up excitement and nobody was that excited. And then let's be real. It's been an incredibly whitewashed show with a problem and called out. And it has been called out, but like act aggressively called out in a big way in the last six weeks to the, you know, where there's campaign and like where they, it has the sheer fact that there's been one black lead in 40 seasons is insane. And then I think it might be like a perfect storm where this should have been going on all along and, and people weren't that excited for Claire. I think, I think their intentions were good for Claire because it was, everyone was getting younger and younger, but for whatever reason, I think Claire, people knew her season was so many years ago. There had to be some older person that was more current. I don't think people really knew her that well recently. And Mm -hmm. And I think Tasha was so beloved like that it, I mean, she's the perfect person and, and it feels more, it feels more relevant. We're, we're beating around the bush in, in a sense that, you know, they did, the, they tried to age it up with her, yeah. right? But nobody. how are you going to find a bunch of people at that sort of in that age group that want to audition for love, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like it's, Mm -hmm. I think as much as we sort of critique it for being like, it's too young. Like this is all these people are like 23. It's like, those are the people that are willing to go on a show like this. And those, those are the people who want to quit their jobs and be just become influencers. Yeah. You're not going to find people that are established in their life that want to do this. A 39 year old guy, hopefully already has a career going and isn't dying to just sell fab fit fun boxes. Well, I think there were two things going for that second iteration of contestants for Claire's season. One, The Bachelor was actually forced to not pick the most lily white people in the universe to be on the on the show. Yeah. And then two, they were able to get um I think better the better crop of individuals because everybody was locked down. Right. Nobody had and to they go to opened work. it back up. So everybody had some free time or like, well, my uncle, my yeah, uncle Joe right. might like to go on or you're oh right. I'm hanging out in my my elastic waistband pants. Maybe I should apply it's for something the fun. I get it. It's also at a Ritz Carlton. Is it literally like the four it's like a five star hotel. You get it worst case scenario, you're hang out in the pit in quarantine. Um, at the Ritz Carlton, Katie. I've been ah. to this resort. It's beautiful, right? It's beautiful, but it's also 120 <sighs> degrees right now. I yeah. went last July. 
I even booked, like, I paid extra for a room with an outdoor, like, patio. We didn't use it because it was 120 right. degrees. Like, even at night, it it's didn't get so below hot. 100. And so, it's, I, Lori, I think ugh. you're right where she talked to this guy beforehand. She had all their Instagrams. She was able to fucking DM him. I think they hit it off. I think she gets there. She's like, man, I'm just stuck in this place. It's 120 degrees. I'm 39. I'm fucking over it. I'm mm-hmm. over it. I want this guy. I don't want to do this. Maybe she was being difficult. I don't know. Like, I don't want to assume that. But, like... What does that mean, by the way? Well, I've like, heard that were, phrase. There were rumors what does that, that she, mean? like, refused to go on other dates and wouldn't come out of her room. But, again, rumors, who knows? Like, you, people say shit like that about women all the time, so I don't ever right. want to assume it's true. That's right. But I have yeah. worked with some women who have refused to come out of their room. That's yeah. the thing. It's like... I, I so haven't like, been out of my room in three months. But so. it's also <laughs> 120 degrees out. I wouldn't well, believe like, her. I have, I have worked with some actresses. I but have if you know, Lori's being difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I have worked with some actresses that do that will not come out. Yeah. And, you're, and everyone is waiting. And they're high up on the call sheet. And you just got to freaking wait. And you're like... Oh, Anna, Anna, hello, honey. Hi. Uh, are you sad about your plant? Why are we not having you? Where are you? Uh, we love yeah, you. I'm thinking about my plant. But um, yeah, I think this is uh, part of me is like kind of annoyed at Claire because I'm like, God, don't. Oh, God. I just feel like she falls so hard and so quick. And I believe, you know, she, her emotions are very real and true. And she is like the old school type. Like she was like right before everything kind of changed. So like, yeah. I trust that she does love this guy, and I do believe that she has potentially been talking to these people before. Even like, it's still safe. Do her research. Yeah. Oh, it's still like no time has passed. She was compulsive during like winter games where she was like, like, you could, she actually does feel like the kind of person to be like, no. Yeah. it's Brian or nothing, you know, yeah. and like that, that, that track. I could see her so, doing this. Yeah. I will say I am worried that her and whoever she picks break up. Of course they will. Like, of course they will. Like them what? Did you guys look at him? He's hot as fuck. It's insane. Oh, I don't know who it is. I don't oh know. Oh my God. He is. He's super hot. He's I've heard. so hot. Yeah. Okay. Wait, you don't know who she picked? I don't know. I don't want to know. I feel like that's been, I don't <laughs> think it's even considered a spoiler at this point. It's no. just like, it's news. ABC, it's just in the news. A- ABC is going to have to say something about it because it's out there so much. Do you think that ABC tried to push her out because they didn't want her? And they were like, like, she's been lame. Nobody's been excited about her. Nobody cares. Let's get Tasha. Do you I think feel they like pushed you're her all in? so correct. I feel like there's so much column A, column B. And I also feel like they might, like, I do think they're powerful enough that they, that you could put a producer in her ear and be like, Arden. It's so clear that Brian's the one. So, like, just go, like, why don't, it's totally fine. You've waited this long. Go, go run off into the sunset. You, like, like, I feel they're like, okay, great. She found him this fast. Maybe we won't have to do her. Let's get, to, everybody wants Tasha. Great. We, we've honored it. We went older. She got her man. You just like, no, it's like, just live your life. I'm sure there was some producer they sent to get rid of her telling her to like be selfish oh i would not be surprised like absolutely like and i I, they're they're gonna spin it they're gonna spin it too on the show like we just couldn't deny their love what were we supposed to do you know she we couldn't make that keep them apart they were made for each other they're gonna spin it like that tana what do you think yeah i mean of course they're gonna have to spin it to make do you think they push do you think they try to push her to get rid of her i think as soon as they realized she was going to you know be claire 
Because they know who Claire is. They've done enough shows <laughs> with her that they know Claire. And I've heard, actually, I think Ben Higgins said on a different podcast that, like, she's very open with the producers. Like, she tells the producers ready? everything. Okay, like, ready? No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. No. Yeah. No. You know, oh God! You're giving me flashbacks. <laughs> Can you believe the weird, the weird little world you've entered? Like the weird. I'd like to go back in the man box, please. I'd like to. Do you just know, put me back in? Do you have, feel like you've now discovered a weird fetish that you are a part of? Like a society? yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I feel like Tom Cruise and Eyes Wide Shut when he's like first walking into the orgy. And yeah. It's just like, yeah. what is this world? Okay, before- that's this. Before we're we going to get, get into the, the, oh, sorry. So we're going to get, so we're going to, we're going to read a little thing. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to, we will get, we will talk about alley season, but here, before we get going, we're, I'd actually mailed Jerry a copy of the Chris Harrison book, the perfect letter, a novel. Yeah. And I love getting your, your, your little presence because you never tell me that you're doing it and there's no note. So Chris Harrison's The Perfect Letter just showed up on my doorstep one day. <laughs> and I was like, uh, who would, do- oh, of course I know who did this. Do you want to know the best part? So I sent Brendan, um, so I sent Lori a Bachelor Historian t-shirt that says Lori Higgins, because Ben Higgins is the, is the love of her life. And then um, I sent Brendan and his girlfriend. I like sending people a little presents for doing the podcast. So I sent Brendan because he had just finished doing that awful listen to your heart show with us and he was so <laughs> upset. So I sent him a t-shirt that said I'd rather be listening to Rush. And then um and then I sent his girlfriend. She he kept she was doing the podcast with us and she kept calling him Miss Brenda. So I sent her one that just said I'm with Miss Brenda. So they arrived in a package together and I'd asked him for his address and like and I kept checking in, like, hey, did a package arrive? Like, there'd be no note, but it'd be pretty clear that it's from me. Like, he's like, no, I didn't get it. So, and then it turned out, so then eventually I was, like, yelling at the company. I was like, I ordered very important T-shirts. Like, not yelling, but kind of really trying to hunt it down. Like, can you reprint them? Can you send them? So I finally did a screen. They were like, those were delivered, like, four weeks ago. So then I sent him a screen grab. I was like, did you get the?" He's like, oh, my God, I'm wearing that right now. I thought we were just high and ordered those as presents for ourselves. <laughs> Oh man. I thought I ordered myself that as a gift. Like it actually made me feel like I'm a good gift giver that like clearly they knew they need they wore them, they knew they needed them. It was their presence of themselves. They just assumed they got high and needed those shirts and placed the order. They've been wearing them for the month, unlike Jerry, who doesn't wear it. But I know you've been You've seen me in it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You can wear it when we go teach improv to the guy. It's a chunky Haynes Heather Gray. It's far too thick for this weather. <laughs> Brendan doesn't care. Brendan doesn't care. When you are the kind of person who thinks. Brendan gets so high that he thinks you're him. <laughs> okay, here we go. For those who we've been reading the Chris Harrison book that's prominently displayed behind him in his Ramada in office that he wrote the perfect letter. I sent Jerry a copy. Um, so now we're uh, we're reading a paragraph a week. This week we're going to read two paragraphs. So we're now on uh, still chapter one, page one. Oh my so God. Just a little quickie. Lee Merrill, uh, she's been working at this publishing house. Her boss, like, she got a promotion. And then she's like, well, I guess I can fuck my boss now. And then, um, so... 
somehow they're at this uh, luncheon and he's about to make a toast. This all happened in one page? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Lee Merrill works quick. Yes. Um, her whole body go went stiff. He thought he wouldn't, she thought. Not now. Not here. Not in front of everyone. She'd started to suspect he might have something planned when the launch party for the perfect letter had been announced. How meta. How meta. Because that's the name of the book. Hmm. For some reason, he'd been especially attentive to all the details, choosing the venue, the food, the guest list, fussing over organic versus free range, raw milk versus pasteurized, mm. all for a book that wasn't even his. We're going to have to read this book and we're going to have to do like chapter by chapter and have a book club. We're going to have to read it. Yeah. We're going to have to just read it and have a discussion about it. I'm going to have crackers with Gorgonelli Nero tonight. I'm going to have a goldfish and a pudding at my book party. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break and we're come back and we're going to talk about Allie Fadowski's season. The Eagle has landed. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Here we are. Uh, we have, uh, it's, the year is 2010. Mm. And Allie, now, uh, Lori, overall, was she a, a well-liked bachelorette? Um, well, by whom? So, uh, oh. she, yes. So, apparently, she was one of the most difficult bachelorettes to work with. The crew hated her. Yes. Why? Why? Well, mainly what I have heard is I that- it was main, uh, well, a lot of it was around wardrobe, which I could relate to, um, where she, she had terrible clothes. They gave her terrible clothes. Well, apparently the reason why is that she wanted to be uh, very casual all the time. And I guess production was saying that, uh, well, this isn't exactly the, the theme of the series. There's, you know, you aspirational rose, a little bit yeah, yeah these rose ceremonies you have to get a little bit more dressed up and she didn't like that at all um so there was a lot of pushing and pulling there um and so again just as katie mentioned though she was uh i have heard that she was difficult but you know in in what sense we don't know i've only heard the wardrobe piece and perhaps it's just sort of uh latent sexism permeating the whole bachelor at franchise so um, but uh, overall, she was like she was on Jake's season, which I'm very upset that they have not shown these seasons in order, because I think this is uh, the end of a great series of around five seasons that were tremendous. OK, great. Mm. All right. Well, I found her cute and pleasant. I had no problem with her watching. I've never seen her before. So she uh, was one of the final two of a, a bachelor season. No. So she uh, was on she was on the biggest dork season ever which is quite possibly one of the best seasons if not the best season of the bachelor and she left interestingly she worked at facebook back in the day and she quit her facebook job to go on the the bachelor she kept talking about her career i'm like what's your career what's your she so she can you imagine she was like cheryl (laughs) sandberg and i was like i'm gonna go be the bachelorette well i don't know if it was that extreme i'm leaning in but uh yeah okay so here we go Allie, the first night and we immediately meet two really exciting people we meet frank who comes off as a little nuts. And quite honestly, I can't believe how far he made it. He starts, he finds out it's Allie. He says, I'm in love with Allie. We're getting married. It was like, he felt crazy. Um, And then we meet Justin, who I will forevermore just called Mr. Rated R. He was a pro wrestler that looked like a realtor that I know in Los Angeles. And he said, be scared. I will win. I am Mr. Rated R. And then he had a foot cast and he's a grandma's boy. I love Rated R. I love that he was the worst shit talker. If you're going to be a pro wrestler, you've got to be really good at shit talking. He was like 
I feel like he's, he's so Canadian. He's so nice. Like I feel like Canadians are so nice, you know, like, like <laughs> Americans are so much more crass. I found his shit talking still somewhat polite. Like, was he about, did you watch wrestling anybody? Used to. And was, he was very bad at shit talking, right? I just, there were so many moments where he was being ganged up on. And I was like, this is your moment rated R like body slam a dude. Yeah. Like, what is he doing? Like he was not living up to his persona. He, I love that he was hobbling around in like that. He's a pro wrestler in a cast. Hobbling around was a blast Which, to me. A blast. I have a question about Rated R since yes. you bring him up. Yes, because they didn't really. They come out of the gate in this edited, truncated version of the season. Everyone immediately hated him, yes. and they're shit talking him. But I never really. You never really see anything he did. So they didn't really show him do anything wrong, but all the guys are like, you're not here for the right reason, bro. You're here for your career, dude. How did they peg him so quickly? In my mind, and again, I didn't watch the season, but watching it, it sounds like he told them he was a realtor or something. It sounds like he said he did one thing, but then he turned out that he was there with like a catchphrase and his t-shirt and his, am I, is that right, Lori? Yeah, I mean, it's essentially sort of an earlier version of Waboom. Yeah. Uh, and he was there for, he was there for sort of the media exposure. Um, so then we have, um, we meet Frank, and I honestly cannot believe how far he got. That he, he, to me, this is the biggest red flag. I'm living in Paris. I'm just writing screenplays. I'm compulsive. Anybody that tells you that. And then you find out, I had this job. I quit my job. But he was only in Paris for like a month. He was there for a month and a half. Like writing, like you can write screenplays in Chicago too. And like, just, just, it felt like a banker who got maybe let go or bored and, and then wanting to write screen, everything just felt. Do you think he knew her story of quitting Facebook to go on The Bachelor and was like, oh. I'm going to I'm going to appeal to that, like following your dream situation, because he really leaned into it. He really harped on that. I mean, he what do you think, Lori? I, I think probably not just because they had probably already been cast before she was announced. But um, but yeah, he was living with his parents, actually, during the in season. Paris. No, uh, I, I think he was only in Paris for a brief amount of time, but he, he, he lives with his, or he, at that time, it's just 10 years ago, lived with his parents uh, when I, the production was showing. Anybody mm. that's like, I quit my, I had a career and I quit my job because I want to write screenplays. So I moved to Paris for a month. Like, did you write, did you finish one? Like, did you actually write it? I don't know. Anna, what did you think? Uh, I mean, I just thought he was such a cornball. Like he was just like, and I'm just gonna write, you know. So I moved to Paris, and I'm like, what's in Paris? Like, what do you? Why would you need to go to Paris to write a screenplay? It, the whole thing, I was shocked. At, those were so many red flags, and I was shocked that it had any effect on her. That just said unemployed to me. I was like, oh, yeah. I also, he was a handsome guy with the wrong, and I'm saying this as a person wearing CVS store-bought awful uh, readers, pandemic readers, his glasses did not do him any favors, nor do mine. <laughs> there we go. His, he had the right, his glasses made him look crazy. Like as yeah, they did. He, when he showed up to Tahiti later on, Without I was like, oh, there's a handsome guy. 
Yeah, without the crazy glasses. Yeah, without cute. the psychos, psycho glasses. Um, so then I was excited to see the Bachelorette ad. I was excited that it was coming back. Um, and, that, um, and then we find out that Instagram was just introduced right at the start of her season. Um, and then Roberto, she really enjoyed him. He made a great first impression. And I. so then they went on the first date. I know if I'm correct, Jerry doesn't like heights. That don't walking, like it. walk, I don't either. Walking across a wire, the high yeah. wire, and then the kiss. That was like how Yeah, like, how are they comfortable doing that? Lori, you're thumbs upping that. You would do Yeah. That. Oh heck yeah. That looks fun. Why not? Right? That looks so I couldn't honestly figure when she was when they were holding hands, I'm like, how is he holding her up? Because he's also on a wire. Yeah, they were holding hands the whole way. I was like, let go, dude. Focus on the wire in front of <laughs> let go. But I I will say they, they were like chain linked into that thing. Like, yes, did you see yes, those yes, chains? Yes. Thank God. I was like, Thank okay. God. Thank Maybe God. I would have felt comfortable with that amount yeah. of harnessing around yeah. me. I'd be like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And then You're they not just, dying on and then they, no. and then they stood on the ledge at the end. They stood on the very ledge, like hugging. And I'm like, get away from the ledge. Like, I don't care if I'm in a harness or not. Anna, would you have done that? You know, I'm on safety patrol. No, I wouldn't have done that. Too much. Unnecessary. It's like, stop trying to like force people to like each other by putting them in dangerous situations. Can I jump in on what Anna just said? Yeah. Too much. What the <laughs> hell? Going back to the limo arrival, what the hell was going on? The dudes are like flipping off the car. I was worried they about were like, that. They were going nuts. The flipping off the car. I was, the. there is a side of me that I talk about in my book, Little Miss Little Compton, available for pre-order. Please just. Please just fucking buy the book. But I'll tell you why. I will if I if we get on the bestseller list, and it's such a long shot, I will force my brother to let me do a show at my mom's house in Rhode Island at the yard. In the yard, wear long pants so you don't get a deer tick biting you. I'm not. You have to sign a thing that if I give you Lyme's disease, you will not hold it against me because you will get Lyme's disease. Just tell me you're gonna get Lyme's disease. But are you ready for a party? with right as you're getting Lyme's disease because that's just gonna happen <laughs> if we get me it's all about the pre-sales anyway but I talk about how I am the grand chancellor of safety patrol I do not when he flipped off of that he didn't look super steady on his feet doing it either that was like maybe he did it once off of a boat into the water like you don't do that on like with nerves going onto a cement driveway In I dress would, shoes no dress shoes on a freshly waxed limo? Yeah, no, I did not like that. Lori, did you like that? Uh, no, not so much, I have to say. Lori's I, a risk, risk taker, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I like risks, I have to tell you. If I'm you, a daredevil. If you think that I didn't miss you guys, you're wrong. These okay. guys, though, were just trying so hard. Like, I don't know. I, I'm blanking on what else they did, but they, I, I remember watching it being like, what? Like everybody had their entry thing. And I was yeah. just like, oh God. That's the deal. That's the deal. That, so then we have, so she's on her date. They make it across. Um, she likes Roberto. He's a hot, he's a cuddler. She asked for a kiss in Spanish that she thought she probably didn't get right that she learned from a rap song. Um, and, and then 
it seemed like they had a nice first date. I liked Roberto. I was, I thought he was very sweet. Um, and uh, things, things are good. Seems like a nice, pleasant chap. Yeah, Lori, yeah. do, do you like Roberto? Oh my gosh, I, I actually love Roberto, and they lost a terrific potential lead at some point in the future. I think Roberto, nobody's ever said anything bad about him. He's so um, hot. He's a baseball player. He seemed like a gentleman. He would have mm-hmm. been a great lead. Yeah, he really would have. I, I, I really like Roberto. Okay, so then we have, um, then we, she goes on the date with Frank, crazy Frank, crazy unemployed Frank, aspiring screenwriter. They go in an old car. She's worried that they don't have a spark. They go to Man's Chinese Theater. People are, are, Asking if they're a couple, they're taking pictures. They take an use an old elf camera to do a photo shoot, <laughs> and um, they climb down to the Hollywood sign, which was a surprise because they really don't like people to get close to that. It almost felt illegal what they were doing, except for like it, it actually looks somewhat scary doing that. Safety patrol was on that. What did you think, Anna? What did you think of that? Um, yeah, I didn't realize you could get that close, but I guess maybe they had like special filming permits. Yeah. So they so had to have permission. He yeah. tells her that he now, uh, he was there for, when he says I lived in Paris a month and a half, it's like, well, that means that I've lived, you know, like I lived in Nashville, you know, like whatever. It's like, well, you know, like a month and a half doesn't constitute. Movement. I think that was the screenwriter in him. Right. Yeah, trying to fantasize his life de- a little bit. He definitely punched it up a little bit. Yeah, he, and, he he punched it up. So then, and then he's now he's managing a retail store. So he like runs the Gap while he's running, like Gap Paris while he's run, like. Or was he living in Paris still, Lori, when this all got filmed? I think he was living with his parents in Chicago. Yeah, I believe so. So he so that so he lives at home. He runs like Tommy Bahamas or something, and then mm-hmm. he's and then he's he runs the American Girl doll store, and then he's <laughs> oh doing his screenwriting. That's he was a, he was a club Monaco guy. <laughs> American Girl, they used to be a hero in my house. Oh my god, that, that, those are not cheap. And they, mm-hmm. I've done a photo shoot at their photo. I've done. You can go do photo shoots there and hold their dolls as adults. Anyway, oh, crazy. Um, That's great. It's pretty funny. Bobby Lee used to do that on Mad TV. He would go like in the afternoons, he'd go down to the American Girl doll store and he'd like look off like like he couldn't find the camera and like hold the dolls. It was very funny. Um, so he kissed her and she's like, you know what? I'm so career driven. Maybe this is good for me. And she looked so not into it. That first kiss up at the Hollywood side. I was like, oh, she does not. She's just finished making out with Roberto. She's super hot for him. Like, this is the guy. And now Frank is here. He's got his crazy glasses on. He's running the Tommy Bahama store. And now he's kissing her. And she didn't physically look that into it. Did you agree? Tana? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that date was also kind of weird. There wasn't a lot of like, I don't know. It wasn't like an intimate date to, I think, create the right sort of vibe for her to be like, I don't know. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the guys are all mad at uh, Rated R and they called him some some ding dong, which is something I would do. Called him. He goes, it's like he's Mr. Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, I love it when they try and be smart. That's my favorite. Well, interestingly, that that guy, Ty, who said uh, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde. 
Mr. Mr. Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, he said, okay, he said Mr. Okay, and then paused Hyde. He said Mr. Jekyll and Um, Hyde. He actually was, it's it's too bad you don't get to know these fellers. Uh, He actually ended up um, marrying and having a child with somebody also in Bachelor. They love, they love to cross pollinate. So then what I, I loved this move. He was like, he hobbled out and he found the security guard and he says, where does Allie live? And seeing him hobbling, that is up in Calabasas. Lori and I drove to find the, their houses are far apart up there where it is. It is isolated. It is a windy road. Um, There's not a big shoulder there. Um, You are, it is, the houses are not, this is not a suburban neighborhood. They are not side by side. He hobbled on crutches away. I do think miles, miles. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Oh! I don't think so. I think they filmed him walking for a little bit and then got out of the car and then filmed him walking up the ridge, but got back in the car. The, I, they had him like in the wide shot on like that mountain road. Which means even more that they planned it, right? Yeah, so. you know the camera crew was like, we don't have all day, dude. We, we'll get a couple shots of this, and then we're moving this along. We're going to yeah. clip this along. All right, all right. Oh, my God, I'm such a sucker. I, 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 I've been there. Trust me. It's okay, Arden. You're in a safe space. Oh, he's such a piece of shit, and everybody knows it. <laughs> so then, so then, everybody knows it. Everybody's talking about what a piece of shit I am. Okay, so then... <laughs> So then he went a few miles, the one-on-one to Allie, and um, and she was like, oh, rated R, what are you doing here? And he was like, I just, he was the kind of guy who, this feels like around, a little later than John Gosling, but like went all in on like the Ed, there was a lot of um, embroidered jean pockets on these guys in this season. Jerry, did you wear embroidered jeans? I did not wear, I've never done the embroidered. I was not an Ed That's Hardy good. person. That's so good. That then you passed it. That. that was a trick. That was a trick. Innocent sounding question. Were you question. trying to trick me? But there Were was you trying judge- to trick me? <laughs> so- I, I'm not putting you in the Marinbox, Jerry. I am here to guard and protect your heart. I have worn embroidered jeans, which makes me actually a great candidate to be your stylist when you go on Tasha's season. Oh my God. Honestly, I'm not even kidding. If I get to go quarantine, if I have to quarantine for like a week, you have to come with me. I'll come. I know you don't have COVID. I know you don't have COVID. I just got to teach two kids first and fourth grade and do my job. Come on, let's do it. You got, if we could, if they would let us come quarantine together, like, and we could share a room, we just tell you. I'll be like, this is my wife is coming. This is my wife. She's coming. And I will, I'll make you get a COVID test where you live. You I got one get, today. I went, I've, I've gotten three now. I don't Even have it. Even though it's it. going to take like a week, but yeah. I don't have it. I just got one again on Friday, Saturday. I don't have it. Okay. Everyone I know is getting results in like a day. You got to go to the camp, the Hanson Dam Rec Center that you find out in 48 hours. That's my buddies did the Dodger Stadium and they get the next day. Hanson Dam, I'll send you the link. Yeah, I don't have it. Okay. I mean, I don't go anywhere or talk to anybody or do anything exciting, but I'm so crazy that I just keep, I get tested every two weeks. Good. Jesus. Okay. Because I'm crazy. So, uh, um, and that's because I am the grand chancellor of safety patrol, including in a pandemic. And I have, <laughs> I have a lot of canned tomatoes and I have a lot of coconut oil. So, all right. So then uh, I don't want to brag. Okay. So then we have the weatherman serenading Allie and it's so bad oh, God. it was so bad this poor woman had so many 
suitors trying to sing to her that it was brutal, brutal. Guys, just because you own an acoustic guitar and can figure out how to play like a C chord, don't no. think we all want to sit and hear you sing face to face to us. It, it's too much. No, yeah. it was awful. It was Anna, awful. have you ever been serenaded? Uh, no. Can I tell you how beautiful you look? Sitting in your room looking at me. I don't have COVID as of Monday morning, but I have a fever for you, Tana. Oh, Tana. This I was... That just came to me. That was that was beautiful, Arden. Thank um, you so much. I, you're really. Impressive. I don't have COVID, but I have a fever for you, yeah. Jana. It's so <laughs> impressive. This Thank is uh, uh, sort of the second uh, season of a genre of character that was introduced the season prior, which was the singing villain. Uh, uh, and because uh, they're not doing these in order, we can't talk about it properly. But um, there was sort of the biggest villain of all time the previous season, which may have been eclipsed by uh, Rated R this season. Um, and it was a singing, guitar-wielding villain, the very first one. So that was sort of the season prior. And right. so I think they were like, oh, we're on well, to Jed, here. Jed, Jed's another guitar villain. There you Who go. What are you talking about, Lori? I can't Wes. Remember. Wes in uh, on Jillian season. Yeah, he sucked. There you go. That was a chemical reaction, Katie. Just had. Can I? Can I ask? Does any woman ever want to be serenaded? No. Why? Why do these guys do it? You do. I want you to serenade me. Yes, do it. Do it, Jerry. Do it. I don't have COVID, but I got a fever. I'm just poaching her no, that, song. That's my song, it. Jerry. That's my song. Ready? I'm going to say I need you, Lori. Thank you. When I invited you to be my stylist wife, oh, when I go to Jim Rob to the guys in Tasha's life, I didn't mean to be inappropriate, but you're going to have to share a double bed. But you just know that we are friends, but I'm sliding into the COVID trap. What do you think? They're all COVID related. I'm I'm yours. I am yours. <laughs> Is it my CVS uh, store bought glasses that won you over? That made it was. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Jesus, okay. take the wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here we go. Then we have Casey from Fresno. Can I ask you an honest question? And I don't mean this. And oh, I, I, I mean, think you're going to ask the question that why, I want to know. Why does he sound like that? So as a parent of a partially deaf child uh i'm not offended but i will say that this was actually a a conversation point during the season whether casey actually had a hearing loss and the common sentiment i believe was that he just had a speech impediment uh, although i don't remember exactly if it was directly addressed i was fascinated by it and i just didn't know anna I honestly just thought he had like a really intense like SoCal accent. I was like, I mean, wow. maybe, that, maybe he did. He <laughs> might. Like, well, okay. So then we have um, 
I loved him hanging out and I loved all the guys hanging out in the jacuzzi with rated R with his one good leg in the jacuzzi. Like, so he could still hang out, but like full pants and his pant pulled up because he has his, his like cast, his giant cast on as the villain in a cast hobbling down the road with one leg. Like he could still hang. He's still participating. I loved it. Can you imagine the other people in that tub? They're like, great. Thanks for sharing your toe funk. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So gross. So then we have, um, this is the first time we learn from Casey. I'm here to guard and protect your heart. Oh, man. Um, Okay. So then they go on a, he takes her on a date. He takes her on this awful date. to like he was a museum at night no he's awful he takes her to the natural history museum if you're with somebody behaving like not a freak show and by the way i have compassion because i fear in a different universe i could get nervous if cameras are on me you hit me a flashlight that i could get nervous and weird like i say this with compassion of like i get the impetus of how this happened then you add maybe a little crate a little cray cray in there a little extra like legit cray like tattoo getting level of cray i think what you have to do is extrapolate out like because they they only show like a little bit right and she's like oh god you're being weird and it's like He's just being a goofball because there's only, but you got to remember that when it was aired, I'm sure that scene went on and on. Well, it started out with him with the flashlight being like, ah, like, and then he's, and then he starts talking like a monkey. He's looking, he had the conversation and then, and then he chased her and that the monkeys are getting out. And it's like, I panic. As a person who loves to laugh, I love, I love, funny is, I, funny is high on my list. I, I, my friends are funny. I like hanging out with funny people. I, if humor is important to me. But when people say to me, I'm going to tell you, oh, you do comedy. Let me tell you a joke. I panic because I so rarely laugh when somebody just tells me a joke and I panic. So when somebody's really, really trying too hard to do bits that are not quite landing, I just feel for them, but I panic and I just wanted to stop. Jerry, you're nodding your head that's the every comedian's nightmare right oh you're a comedian say something funny it's like ah, i can't oh, okay yeah it's the worst and but that's what we're gonna do when we go teach improv class and you slide into her dms out oh. in la quinta Tasha, call me um Lori, you're nodding it's it was a brutal he was brutal Oh, it was so bad. And and she was just trying to hold it in just from laughing in his face. Then when they <laughs> says, he goes, I choose you is just my heart. When he said the phrase, oh. jump in and stay a while. Oh, I- God. Oh, God. <laughs> Jump in and stay a while. And then truly, I know we already started out this. The, uh, well, that was after he she called him out, right? She's like, I want you to just like chill and be yourself. And he's like, I'm, I'm just being I'm just being true to my heart. Come on in. Jump in and stay a while. Jump in and stay a while. Come on into my heart. Jump in. And then this happened. Oh, God. It's long. It's long. Okay, wait. Here's her reaction. Here's her reaction. Silence. Just came to me. 
It just, it just came to me. That, that just came to it's you. What you do to me. You inspire that me. Doesn't, that, that is, I would be like, get out, like get the fuck out. <laughs> just get leave. Like I told you to be Arden, cool. However, can I just say weird take? Yeah. I feel like his, how he sings is how yeah. every dude on listen to your heart sings. I buy that. That what pseudo Jack Johnson. Yes, I did. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. He did sing how every guy on Listen to Your Heart sings. You're yeah, absolutely I right. I have that. Hurt a hurt a hurt a Jumping on that swing. I don't know. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I believe we're in the midnight. Why aren't you reacting to my heartfelt singing? You seem to be confused about am I deaf or not? The answer is I hear you. So listen to your heart. Thank you. Wow. wow. Arden, it just came to me. Amazing. You inspire me. I did. I, you inspire me, Arden. Oh, my God. Oh, you're a key. I feel like I need to go get some more water. We're going to take a break. I think that Ooh. was a high note. Oh. I'll be right back. Ooh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where did everyone go? I'm looking at empty squares <laughs> on the Zoom call by myself. But man, do I look good with long hair? Quarantine. Oh, hi everybody! You're back. Jerry, Jerry, have you been singing this whole time? Oh, yeah. Hi. I just Jerry, get lost in it. Are you dropping a single during quarantine? Yeah, you, you inspire me, Arden. Oh my God, Can I, uh, that would be the greatest. Look at Anna's face. That, that, I think I just made Anna puke in her mouth. I love when Anna gets tickled and sometimes it's silent people can't hear it but we saw anna is just delighted by that Anna's just like, oh god you, you inspire me artist is so spot on jerry <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping you i was hoping you'd grab that keyboard and accompany me yeah i, I like that it sounds also kind of like a folgers commercial <laughs> the best part of waking up <laughs> is Casey in your man box. <laughs> when you wake up in the morning and you have another day, locked in your house eating cheese, watching your hair turn gray, and you think you're never gonna know human contact again, the touch of the look of another person that remember when all pandemic <laughs> all pandemic oh. making me real Lori <laughs> <laughs> you're next take it. try one Lori try talk about homeschooling Lori <laughs> here with my baby children trying to change them where I just feel I'm sliding into my virgin of hell. <laughs> I love that we all have the exact notes of his song. <laughs> Succulents. <laughs> we can't keep I'm, it together. I'm jumping the damn fence. 
I bought my friend a t-shirt. I sent it to his house. I thought it was pretty clear that it was for me. It could be from no one else. He got it and immediately thought he was super high. He put it on and he is lady. They say bye-bye. They say no, I didn't. I did not get your present, but I did get my own present that I sent to myself. It looks a lot like maybe like something you'd send to me, but no, I'm pretty certain I got super high and bought it for me. It's for me, me to me, told I from you, me to me. Me to me, me to me, me to me. That's Casey's, that's Casey's hot single. Me, me to me. Anna, 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 are you okay? <laughs> It's so stupid. It's so funny. With love. Speaking of stupid, he immediately put on after they said, I'm afraid that it's not real. Part of it doesn't feel genuine. He's like, I'll show you genuine. Let me put on oh my, my adult male flip flops, my embroidered jeans, and go get a giant tattoo in a New York City tattoo parlor that I will lie about and tell all the guys that I burned myself. Gary. <laughs> and I love, it's just insane. It's insane. Uh, everything about these guys, the, the impression that I had with this group <laughs> from this edit is how high school this all is, how juvenile, how cringy. Like, I'm going to go overboard. I'm going to flip off a car. I'm going to sing you these songs really bad. I- I'm going to go get a tattoo. I'm, it's Everything seemed too much, like yeah. Anna said, like heightened, crazy. I've got to stand out. I've got to like bowl this person over. It just was awful. And I love how (laughs) self-referential they were too. They're like, so you're basically the tattooed bachelorette guy from now forever. (laughs) Like they just fully understood what this guy just became. Yeah. Yeah, that I loved. I loved how Chris, uh, Chris Lambton said that he's like, "Not you're going to be known as that bachelorette tattoo guy forever." Not unlike how Chris Harrison. Not unlike Chris Harrison, who wrote in his book, Page One, referring to the smash bestseller hit, "The Perfect Letter," that is like J.D. Salinger in the book, "The Perfect Letter" by Chris yeah. Harrison. Yeah, he called yeah. himself J.D. Salinger. Yeah, of he course. referred to his own book as a quite the get. Yeah. <laughs> so then we have. Um, so then he's got his huge tattoo and immediately he goes, I burned myself and rated R God bless him was all over it. He was like, I think you're a fibber. I love the word fibber, fibber, yeah. fibber. fibber McGee. You're a fibber. You're not telling the truth. That's not a burn mark. I'm going to question your integrity. Do you have a burn mark on your hand? I don't think that's a burn mark. And he's like, I came here to guard and protect her heart. Oh, They're God. like, okay, then fine. So then eventually he showed her. She's like, this is a shield to protect her heart. And they put her in the rose. Fine. Uh, you want to know if it's a burn or not? Hey, yeah. guys, get in here. Everybody, get in here. I got something yeah. to show you. Yeah. It's a tattoo. Yeah. It's just like crazy. And then he immediately said to the kid, and they were all freaked out. And they were like, you're going to be that fucking bachelor tattoo guarding heart guy. And then he goes, they loved it. Like, they no, loved, loved it. it. They and Anna's, Anna's the best audience right now. They loved it. I'm going to guard and protect her heart for the oh. rest of her life. So what? then. Guys are so jealous, man. They loved, they loved her. Wait, they what do you think? I have a question. Why do you think Rated R was so quick to be like, you're lying? Because it didn't make any sense to me. Where Why did he I, care? Of One of those producers he's, was like, dude, you can finally have a one-up on this guy. That's exactly it. He's redirecting oh, their hatred. Oh, he, 
because he didn't know how to trash talk. That's right. <laughs> he, it's Canadian trash talk is what that is. You disappeared for 12 hours? I just don't buy that it's a burn mark, bro. All right, fine, rated R. Fine, rated R. Rated R, you, you want to know if it's a burn mark or not, rated R? Hey, there guy. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Everybody get in here, guys. I got something to say. Rated R's coming at me hard. Rated R's coming at me super hard. And I just want to say, ah, ah. And then his head explodes. Dude, dude, it's so good. It's so good. It's so, good. So, then, so then he goes, Why I got it so hard, Rated R. I got it. I got it too. Rated R. Rated R. So they're going on a two-on-one with Casey and Rated R. This is the dream TV moment. And then he goes, I can't wait. I can't wait to show Allie my tattoo. So I'm going to go above a volcano. It's about to get, and they make, she gets, makes the joke. It's going to get hot in here. And they laugh at it. And that hurt my feelings as a comedian. She immediately, he shows her the tattoo. And be, while he's busy showing her the tattoo, Rated R says to the producer, I'm going to hold my championship belt in the air. And this case, Allie is up in the air. That's how he's so bad at trash talking that he had to say, like, she's the belt in this. This, this is this. She's the belt. In this case, it is Allie is the belt holding it in the air. I will be victorious. Cannot trash talk. No. And I feel like he just was like, all I got to do is not be crazy for that just a- this. He's going to out crazy me when, and then I'll look great. When she saw the tattoo and you saw her go, oh, wait a minute. You are crazy. Yeah. I told you to not be crazy, but you're actually fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I told oh. you to tone it down oh. and you went and got a tattoo for me. So then we see him today. He zooms in. He's mm-hmm. still sunburned. Still sunburned. Wait He's a minute, never wait a Where not sunburned. It's like present day. Present he gets day. cut. Oh, oh, check well, wait, today. wait, wait. He's still sunburned and he's like never not sunburned. You just skipped my Please. favorite moment. Tell me. Of Tell the me. She, that rose, the quote rose moment oh, on yeah. the glacier. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. could not have cared less she just goes like this i'm 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 giving it to justin (laughs) it's true she straight up just like tossed it to justin like you you lasted another round because casey's just fucking insane like yeah or take it take this (laughs) you're right she did just toss it yeah, I actually, I actually made a note of that because it was so void of sort of the the ceremony around yeah, the rose you're giving. Right. It was just she like just shoved it to him. She didn't even look you. at look at him, no. and she shoved it in his chest. I was yeah. like, "All right, Casey, let's say like, goodbye." Casey, I'm sorry. I'm I'm giving it to Justin. If I could throw both of you in the fucking volcano, I would. But oh, I got to keep yeah. one of you, and you're just too insane, Justin. Here, t- take it, fetch. Yeah. Well, you know, lucky for you all, Casey, this was not the last you saw of Casey because what? he showed up in uh, in uh, a future Bachelor, what is it, Bachelor Pad? Or, yes, yeah, Bachelor you said it's so great, which I've never watched. Yeah, and, um, and he ended up uh, dating pretty seriously the uh, winner of a previous season of The Bachelor. So oh. He, and, you know, Wait a minute, Casey, Casey. Casey dated the winner? Uh-huh. Why? Uh, Who would date 
Oh, well, you'll know if we can watch the season. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'll know exactly why. But uh, but anyway, I have a soft spot in my heart for Casey. Oh, he dated her on Bachelor Pad. Is that what you're saying? They dated. Yeah, well, they dated. They came on Bachelor Pad as a couple who had met. Uh-huh. So you want to watch Bachelor Pad? Is what you're I want to watch. I want to watch a series of seasons that we that I will let you. Know. I mean, look, we're going to be locked in here until 2029. I mean, At a certain point, we'll watch yeah. anything. Yeah. I mean, let's good. be real. Now that <laughs> yeah. I'm done with Indian Matchmaker, I'm happy to watch anything. All right, good. Which is really fun. If you guys haven't watched it, this is a real blast. Tana told me to watch it. Okay, so then we have he's so he, we're seeing him present day. Never not sunburned. Can we just say that? Did you notice that he's always sunburned? He still has a tattoo. He's added to his tattoo, his waiting date. It's crazy. He's like so proud of that tattoo. Katie, what did you think of that? He added to it the date that he and his wife met or got married. Yeah. Which if I was his wife, I would be like, no. If you're his wife, you're probably crazy. So you're probably a little crazy. I just thought that was weird and like it it was a tattoo for a different girl. It'd be like Jerry having like a Monica tattoo and like dating Lori and then it'd be like, no, it's Monica. It's like uh, Lori knows Monica, but Lori wins around the Monica tattoo. Yeah, it'd be be like that. (laughs) It'd be just like that. I I can't wait for that. I'm waiting for that tattoo. Waiting for that. Currently, I'm waiting my for loves, that tattoo. I'm waiting for that tattoo. Jerry loves Lori, but Monica because... wins. It's a very intricate, long tattoo. Tattoo is my... my nickname for Lori when we make love. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's get at it, Monica. She it's doesn't care that I was engaged to, to a Monica. Out Monica. <laughs> I had a previous, uh, a, a previous. Well, my ex actually wanted to get my name tattooed uh, yes. uh, on on the shoulder, and uh, and let's just say that my ex also had a, a previous person's name tattooed on them, and I said not a great idea i don't want my name i don't want my name on your body and this seems to be kind of a trend for you she, so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say no no yes. tattoo sorry jerry go back yes, to your man yes that was the ex sorry jerry you can't have her name on your shoulder you're jerry. telling me to tone it down but i'm gonna do the opposite <laughs> going anyway because i don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> and it's like hunched over <laughs> silently dying <laughs> you're telling me to tone it down i don't give a shit i'm gonna do the opposite <laughs> uh-huh. anna what are you thinking right now honey what are your thoughts so funny because it's it's just it's so misguided it's so funny i just can't help it it's, and his like his actions <laughs> His like silly voice, like it's all like just a combination of the and then his like singing, like there's so much going on with Katie. It's like what is this? And then to have Rated R be like, you're lying. It's like it was. You're fibber. You're fibber. You're fibber. It was a good season. His voice is so good. Why is Rated R coming at me so hard? I don't know if it's a burn mark. Oh, fine. I'll show you. I'll show you rated R. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of you rated R. Oh. I 
Oh my God. I like that. This is my work day. This is our work day. We gotta go to work. I got important work to do. I'm working. Um, okay, that's how I act when I'm at work, just like Claire. I'm working. (laughs) No, no. Okay. So then we have um we're in Turkey and Chris Harrison is so excited to go grab Allie. She's like, um, you remember Jesse from last season, your friend Jesse? Well, she contacted me. I need you need to come here. You need to use this landline. You need to get on this landline like a teenage girl in 1983, like you're in the movie Valley Girl. And we're gonna call her right now. But it's this landline is gonna be plugged into the audio system of ABC, and I'm gonna let her tell yourself. She's like, um, he's not here for the right reasons. By the way, and all also all of the previews, we didn't even talk about how. Chris Harrison kept trying to be like, a lot of man drama, so much man drama, a lot of man drama this season. And the man box. Captain Harrison and Harrison Harrison. Captain Bring Harrison. it home. Harrison Harrison, Captain Harrison, a lot of man drama. So they're not here for the real reasons. He has a girlfriend and he's there right now. I am with the girlfriend. That's how I know Jessica is here right now. Two years. Um, he wanted to get his foot in the door of the entertainment industry and he contacted me. He still loves me he called me from turkey last night and he's been acting but it's a lie and she was like she came in she was like wow you have a girlfriend in Canada, and you cried to me about your mother and respecting women i need you to leave fuck you straight up he said i've got my wallet and my passport and he hobbles out and this was such a joy watching him hobbling around trying to get into the locked restaurant and then running through hobbling through the bushes and then and then he's all upset. He's got a soul patch. And uh, and then he finally talks to her. He's like, Jessica's a liar. She goes, did you tell her that you're going to marry her? Ah, 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 ah. And then we hear the audio recordings. Beep. Hey, babe, it's me again. You are my everything. I want you to be my life. Hey, it's me. Rated R calling from the Turkey Hotel. I look forward to kissing your lips again. Me, Rated R calling you last night from the Turkey Hotel. Beep. Just I want to tell you how much I love you. Uh, hopefully you're not bad. Why are you picking up, babe? It's me, Rated R. And um, it, and he denied it. Hey, Jess, it's me, Casey. I'm on the glacier still. <laughs> I love you more than Rated R. Rated R. He doesn't love you. He's not here for the right reason. Come and get me on a glacier. I need a helicopter. I love love the lava. They were close to the lava, too. What did you think of the hobbling, the voice messages, Jessica, the bushes? Lori, you're shaking your head. Take it first. All right. Well, first of all, uh, the the locations on this season were tremendous. Tremendous. Unbelievable. Tremendous. Um, some of the shots of Tahiti, I don't even think they showed. It was, wow, the locations were great. Okay, so with regard to Rated R, he uh, was calling from the hotel bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, The producers hadn't quite caught on that the contestants could sneak into the bathroom with the landline and call because they they confiscated all their cell phones like, like normal. Uh, but apparently this, the reason why the girlfriend came forward is because on Facebook, uh, the girlfriend saw that ju- uh, Rated R's mistress had a shady post on Facebook. So his, 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 his lady, do you like how I said mistress? Like we're in 1890. Um, this, he was cheating on his 
girlfriend. He had a mistress. He had a mistress. And she posted something shady on Facebook. So then Jessica, the girlfriend, I believe, I believe the, the, the mistress was, um, was Kimberly (gasps) and uh, Kimberly posted something on Facebook, kind of shady. And, uh, then Jessica, his ex reached out to Kimberly and, uh, and then they, they talked and said, Oh my God, not only is he, he, is cheating on me with this woman the mistress didn't know and then they decided to bring it to jesse ah, who was on the previous yes. season who brought it to oh uh, he a dirty dog he had a mistress from yeah. the mistress yeah. katie what do you think i i loved it i thought it was just such good drama the running away i mean great who TV. does that great TV. And, then, and then he comes over tail between his legs finally just like okay yeah i'm ready to talk and it was it, just like oh, the tail between the legs when he did finally calm down i it really made watching this actually because i very much enjoyed i've i very much enjoyed the casey rated mm-hmm. r stuff and then seeing the ads and then knowing the drama that's happening with claire and Tasha, it made me so excited that we're going to get fresh content soon yeah. it's not just going to be the, like i was like oh i really miss this show I, we're all you know things are pretty locked down we've got a pandemic life is weird right now i cannot wait to watch what's ever <laughs> happening at la quinta i would love what? to see someone running through la quinta trying I to would get love away that. Maybe there's like, so many in, pools there they're running through each pool get in your covid bubble <laughs> yeah and apparently uh chris harrison said that actually they were staying at a um a, a, a hotel in istanbul and there were very strict parameters around the way the cast could behave at this place. <gasps> so the fact that oh, rated, rated R was was running through the running uh, through the ivy outside the oh, fancy restaurant, the hotel the hotel proprietors were like, "What the heck? You you said you were gonna you know if you're gonna be in this nice hotel, you're gonna you're gonna." I mean, Keep that's it disrespectful anywhere. It's disrespectful. Anywhere, yeah, to, totally. You know, like, but, like, I can yeah. see in Istanbul them just being like, Americans get the fuck out. <laughs> like, yeah, um, uh, Casey's tattoo artist, what did you think about uh, the him hobbling? That was great TV. It was great TV. It was I, great. I, it was great. It was such a, and it was such a payoff for, <clears throat> for when the, all the guys w- were coming at him early. And they were basically like, you seem like you're a shady, you're a liar, whatever. And they were spot on. Um, And watching him try and get off the hotel grounds was maddening. I was like, how is this guy not able to find the street? It was so good. Just walk away from the people. Trapped. It was so good. I said, let me see him. Ten. We see him now. It's ten years ago. He seemed like a different person now. He had a different energy. Okay, he so, seems like a sociopath. He he, he definitely is a great. The, the fact that he goes, uh, I knew something was in the air. I knew something was up, so I packed my my wallet and my passport just to yeah. be ready to go. I was like, who behaves that way? Like, he's definitely a pathological liar. Hit? He's a pathological liar. Yeah, a scam who's, artist. Who's just always ready to run? Rated R. Rated R. I'm rated R. So then we. I like watching them do the horses and Craig got that tiny horse. I want, I that do not so want funny. to ride horses, but I would ride a tiny horse. 
<laughs> that was <laughs> funny. Okay, great. So then we have Frank. So now we're down to the final two. And we have Frank and we, ooh, ooh, final three. We have Frank, we have Roberto, and we have the guy from Cape Cod named Lori. Oh, Chris Lampton. Who's adorable. Okay, so Who is Frank, adorable. So Frank is... I can't believe Frank made it to the final three that I, I was shocked that Frank made it to the final three. She goes, you're the four things I want. You're fun. You're smart. You're quirky. He's like, I am quirky. Let's live in a tree house together. Like a couple of monkeys. And I'm like, this guy is unemployed. He's making monkey jokes. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. And she, he goes, but then he goes, I want to propose once and only once. And I want to get to that point with you so that I can be confident. And she was like, I feel nervous. I have no control over who falls in love with me and who doesn't. And he goes, I'm ready to trust my heart. And then they, they start kissing. And uh, but then afterwards he's like, something's not right. I miss, I'm thinking about my ex-girlfriend, Nicole. I'm having feelings. You know what? I I'm having feelings for two girls. I need to go see Nicole. So I know what's going on before I go to Tahiti. And then, so Allie heads off to Tahiti and she's so excited. She can't wait to spend the day with him. And he has to tell Allie that he's figured out that he is in love with his ex-girlfriend, Nicole. And she goes and gives him a big hug in this beautiful hut. And he goes, there's something I need to tell you. And she immediately knows. And he's like, I have unresolved feelings for an ex. I went to Chicago. The old feelings came back. It just clicked with Nicole. I'm heartbroken. Um, and And I felt so sorry for her. Her tears... Her, you could tell her she liked this quirky guy. She thought this was going to be her husband. It was, she felt like something was wrong with her. My heart really went out to her in this. I, I, I felt very badly. And I understood his point. Like, you can't help if you're still, he was honest about it. But um, that somebody else had applied, be like if we applied for Jerry to be on and like maybe went on a couple dates with somebody and he actually went far with Tasha. But then he's. Do you, do you think it would would have been better for him to just say I'm not in love with you and leave, rather than tell her I have unresolved feelings for an ex, or even bring that up? Sort of like what Charlene did with with Juan Pablo. Like I gotta go. I like I'm not here. That- I can't do it. I'm I'm not feeling what you're feeling, and I gotta go. I feel like he liked her and he wanted to be honest with her. I don't know. Maybe that would be. I don't know, Lori. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, one, it's much better drama for the series if he actually has the girlfriend, And they filmed him going knock, knock, knock. I mean, they've seen, so they know whether he tells, so she would have called him out for not telling because she would have seen that. Yeah, he definitely Mm, would. Of course, they had, he had to tell. He had to tell. He definitely was was top two material. And, uh, you know, and. I think he would have won. Yeah, no, and, and so Ali's talked about this, and and uh, so please please let me know if I'm repeating anything that she might have said. But uh, she actually, well, first of all, her husband right now looks so much like him. He's when they, hot. When, when they, they came on, he's the hot version. When they first got together, I'll, I'll send you guys a picture. They looked. He had the same weird glasses. Oh, and no, he, no, yeah, yeah. No. They looked very, very similar. Oh, so anyway, so he's the one that got away. So, well, he's not the one that got away because they ended up hooking up. After. She said that. She said that last okay. night. Okay. But, but, but part of it is, I think if you don't catch the moment, like 
the, I think maybe her feelings were too hurt. You know what I mean? They hooked mm -hmm. up, but maybe she couldn't get over the fact that he dumped her on TV in Tahiti. Yeah. Like if yeah. he just gone with it, she married a guy that looked just like him. Jerry, yeah. what do you think? You know, he was definitely, in my opinion, he was going to win. Me too. Uh, Me too. What is, what is happening in the chat? Lori is upset that she didn't get, she was cramming and she didn't see the current interviews. Lori, you've oh, never let us bad, down. Bad, 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 no, bad, no, bad, no, Lori, you are not bad. You just have a big so life. Bad. I don't know what to do. I feel a little bit like shit and a lot like dirty poo. <laughs> are you ashamed? That was your song. You feel ashamed right now, Lori? Yeah. yeah. You're all, you never let us down. You, but let's see, I, ha I have it in there. I have it in there from way back poo. when. So, yeah, all you right. know. All right. So, um, well, that's right. You knew it. You didn't have to even watch and know. You knew. Yeah, dog. Well, her husband was on now and he's very cute. Do, wait, uh, do we have a picture of Nicole? Do we know what she looked like? She, we saw her open the door. Yeah, and I was like, who? What is that? Who's that? Yeah, yeah, who that? Who like that? We, yeah, who who, that? Uh, open the door wider. I will guard and protect your heart. <laughs> you changed the name in the Zoom. I will guard and protect your heart. <laughs> I will, I will. The, if you want way, me to prove it, I will. I, by the way, I don't think I fully... I don't think I fully read out how many times he said, I'm going to, I'm going to guard and protect her. I'm going to guard and protect her. I'm guarding and protect her. I'm going to guard and protect her. No, no, she needs to guard and protect her. I'm going to guard and protect her. I think gotta... he learned that. Like, where did he get that idea that he, his grandma, to... I think, didn't he say his grandma told oh. him always to guard and protect her? But there was like oh. a, like, there was like a record grit, like a groove that got scratched in his brain. Like, we watched him short circuit and just say over and over, okay, guard and protect her heart, guard and protect her. I was like, what the, Brooke is happening. Yeah, what's going on here? What pal? is happening? Okay, so then she's devastated. The poor gal's heartbroken, but she's still got to go get engaged. So the next day, she has a date, a one on one date uh, with. Oh, Roberto. Roberto. Oh, Roberto. He got the first impression row. So we see their journey. They, he does a lot of fun stuff with baseball. Um, she's like, if you saw me out and about, would you have approached me? I would never have come after you because I think you're too hot for me. This, but, yes, that. Yes. I, she loved him, I think, because, but I, I think she, we, we were sort of like, this is a coin flip between Roberto and Chris. Yeah, because, it would have been those two. Right. And it was like, does she think Roberto is too hot for her? Like, does she not feel like she fits with him? You know what I mean? Because she did. Was... Yeah, she didn't see herself accurately. And I think right. I think she thought he was just too hot for her. Yeah, I think she thought he was out of her league or something. And then she goes, he makes me feel like a woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is how you make Lori feel, Jerry, like uh -huh. a woman. You, you make me feel like a woman. Like a natural woman. I'm yours. <laughs> hey, girl, you make me. Oh, my God. Hold okay. on loosely. Wait, I'm looking. No. Okay, Lori just sent us a picture. Oh. Those glasses. It looks just like Frank. He's actually. That's weird. That's weird. Right? 
We should put that picture on Facebook, Tana. Will you put that on um, Facebook? Jerry, I also put a photo in there that I think you should use for all your new profile photos. Oh, oh where oh, did no. you put it? On I the text? In the chat. In the text. Oh. The text above, above, right above Lori's <laughs> photo. <laughs> <laughs> we got to put that oh, on. Oh, God. We need to, we Wait, to what put, am I missing? Put that on Facebook, too. Put that on Facebook, too. There's a screen, <laughs> there's a screen grab of Jerry oh, in no. his house. Doing <laughs> doing the podcast with his he made he changed his name to I will guard and protect your heart. Oh no! But he's looking really intense. He looks really intense. We gotta put those two up. Oh, on look our like Facebook. my dad. What happened? I had, I took a picture yesterday. I had to take God. a picture for like this book promotion thing, and I thought I was like cute. I got all dressed up, and then like I like zoomed in on it, and I was like literally like the crypt keep i was like what is without a zoom filter like a proper photo i was like what is happening like what has the pandemic done to all of us it's- oh i need to get in shape that's just brutal thank I- you okay thank here, you, we go. Here, here we go here we go here we <laughs> go thank you <laughs> that's a thank that's you. a real reminder for my thank body you. dysmorphia you know, i think what your body looks good what are you talking about I, I what are you like- talking about it's from the neck up you're it's the neck everywhere <laughs> Protect their hearts. That's yeah, a good point. No- solid point. Solid point. I take it back. I look gorgeous. No one is laughing at your body. Your body is not even in the photo. It's a if face you're- dysmorphia. It's all the whole thing. Jerry, you're wrong. You got to know you're a handsome man. You're going to go win Tasha over when we go teach the improv class. You slide great. into the DMs. You're ready. All right. Let me get uh, on the Peloton and we'll talk. Okay, great. So uh, then we I'll have Liz, Lori. Have- Lori. Well, I just wanted to say, I, you know, I'll um, I'll give up Jerry if he can get Tasha. Oh, that's love right there. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? You have a Jessica if it doesn't work out with Tasha. Right. Lori will be here with her information and her Lori, loving arms. If yeah. Tasha and her rock and bod take me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will promise to guard mm-hmm. and protect your heart. And, her <laughs> and, and, and I have a very white muffin top to offer you. Okay. Oh my God. That is yeah. so great. Just for you. That is so great. Yeah. I love this for you guys. I, you know what I, I have, you guys? I have a Yankee candle that is scented as white muffin top and <laughs> it fills my home. And it guards and protects your heart. It smells sort of like cake batter and it's delicious. <laughs> that sounds so delicious. It's everything <laughs> that I want. Speaking of delicious, Roberto says, you make me really happy. I'm falling in love with you. I want you to know. And she says that my heart is exploding out of my chest. He says, I love you. And then in her interview, she goes, I love Roberto. I was like, all right, well, she bounced back from Frank. Yeah. <laughs> she bounced back from Frank pretty fast. What did you think of that, Gerald? At this point, I was uh, pretty lit up. I had finished my bottle of wine uh, into the end yes. of the third hour of this trudge. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. So I'm pretty sure I blacked out it. Right about now. I had to watch Below Deck Mediterranean to wash it off last night. So then we have Chris and Allie from Massachusetts. He's a Cape Cod guy. That's when I learned that Allie is a Massachusetts girl. I can't believe they picked somebody not from the South or California. Like, I was like, they had a Massachusetts girl that's so exciting. Like, they, I can't believe that. Um, so she, she, um, we see them kissing. He has a gigantic tattoo of his mom's signature wrapping from his heart. I actually, and when she said, when she had her funeral, she said, look for me in rainbows. Oh. This did make me cry later. It did oh, no. make me cry later. 
Because he said, I always see rainbows. I always see rainbows. At the funeral, I saw the rainbow. I, I thought he was such a nice, sweet guy. He reminded me of guys from Rhode Island. I, I thought he was just a nice, sweetie pie. He's um, so great. So then the dad well, couldn't have been sweeter. He's, he's yes. very sensitive and very tender and very sweet. But does the, I feel like that never translates into passion. You don't want to get into it's, the bone zone. It's not bone zone material. You, you, that, that, when you start talking about like dead relatives and how yeah. sad and yeah. It's just like the last thing you're going to do is turn someone on. The only person that can get away with a dead relative and a turn on is Dean. Oh, oh Dean. Dean. America's My panties. America's basements got flooded when they heard all about Dean's story. All the but, ladies in America were like, oh, Dean. He's. Yeah, Dean. Dean is a dreamboat. Uh, Dean's her number one. That's her affair. She's going to marry Ben Higgins, but her, her mistress is going to be Dean. Well, I, I mean, I'll just actually, I'll, I'll actually have Ben Higgins as maybe my, 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 my pet. Oh, so Dean is your number one. He just might be a, I, well, yeah, I think I'm a little too naughty for Ben. Yes. I yeah. love this for you. I love, you know what? I love your spousal pick. I love this for you. I can't, when, when, when Jerry marries Tasha, you can take Dean to the wedding. I'll take Dean. I yeah. still have high hopes for Charlene. Uh, you know uh, what? She's going to figure think... out she made a huge mistake. <laughs> I, 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 we people have emailed in saying that they would fight both you and Lori for Charlene. Everybody, uh, I know they're smart. You have smart listeners. We, have, yep. we do. We have smart listeners. So the dad goes, could she be your soulmate? Mom, she would just know that mom's orchestrating everything. Um, and he goes, well, you're our firstborn. You mean a lot to us. And the da- dad teared up so sweet on the porch. I loved his dad. I yeah. loved him. I would have fixed him up with JJ. So then Allie, um, she's going crazy. Her heart's racing. So they have this beautiful thing. They're in Cape Cod, blah, blah, blah. But they're, she's in Tahiti. She did the kind thing, Jerry. She didn't make him go say the speech and propose. That's right. Jerry, this was your problem with the show and it yep. made her, you like this. I really did. I was very impressed with Allie. I didn't know anything about her or the season going in. I was sort of unimpressed when I first saw her. I was like, okay, she's just kind of bubbly, whatever. There were so many moments along the way yes. that she was very um, civil and human. She, she human. She, like there was one moment where a guy was like, Hey, I just want to remind you like <laughs> that there are certain guys. And he started mansplaining the, like, remember, like I'm here for the right reason. Some guys aren't. And the way she handled it, like, thank you for reminding me of like what, what, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, she, she navigated, she, yeah, she navigated the guys very well. And and even with the cr- the level of crazy and cringe that she was dealing with, she was always so civil and endearing and nice and kind about and gentle about like letting these dudes go. Yeah. Except for really the moment where it was just like, Casey, I'm giving the rose to Justin. Like, can yeah. you just beat it? Can you just go jump in the volcano? Yeah, I can't do you're crazy anymore. This yeah. was her coup de grace. It was just like, I'm not going to make you go through that. You're too kind. You're too sensitive. I'm just she in said, love with someone else. She said, yeah. I'm supposed to be with someone else. Like the gentleness of that. She goes, do you understand? I'm just like, I want, do you get it? Like, just cause we get along well, it doesn't mean we're supposed to be together. I'm supposed to be with someone else. I thought yeah. that was such a sweet. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I, I agree. I mean, I think perhaps this is, um, 
part of the reason why the production thought she was quote unquote difficult. She made them do this. Is is and and I may be wrong on this because I had need to brush up a little bit. I was cramming for this, but um, I think this could be one of the first times, if not the first time, that they didn't have a ceremony for the second person. And so I can see that being a very big deal because uh, when uh, Brad, for instance, I, I don't, I, the, uh, Brad's uh, last season, the first season, apparently that was a very big deal with production when he would not pick a final person. So right. I can see how this might deem her as being difficult. Anyway, I love right. Chris. Um, I also, Arden, I, I, I am such a sucker. I'm such a sucker. I get chills. I cry oh every freaking season I do. When he walked outside after she said, I'm going to have to let you go here and not wait till tomorrow. <sighs> um, and he said, I learned to put myself out there. Thank you for being honest. They were both classy. And he walked outside and there was the most perfect rainbow I have ever seen. I cried. You yeah. poor saps <laughs> i cried katie I mean, katie did you cry i didn't cry but i thought it was really sweet and like i just thought i mean it, it like seems like it's true like he just sees rainbows everywhere and i thought like he was just such a sweet guy and i just really liked that and it was cute because you saw him like turn and look at the producer be like oh my god like, and then that. he and said like, good job chris he said that she was yeah. saying good job chris it's gonna good job opening your heart it's gonna yeah. be okay i thought it was just nice and that, yeah. um, and then we said we see him in Cape Cod. He married another person. That he's got some HGTV show. His yeah. dad was like the toast of the town. All of it. What's his HGTV show? I, I forget the name of it, but they've been doing it for a while, where they fix up houses. He and Peyton. Great. Yeah, great. So then we have Roberto, and he was like, "I want you to know." And he was so classy, so sweet. She told him she was he was the last one there. He's like, "I want you to know that you are loved, so loved. I want to hold you in my arms for the rest of my life. I want to grow old with him, with you. I want to grow old with you." I I was sad they didn't make it, but I also thought, well, she wanted to be with Frank. Yeah, well, I rem- I actually distinctly remember watching the season and re-watching that proposal because I remember, and they didn't show it all, I remember it being so touching and so lovely that I watched yeah. it over and over again. And also, go. the reason why he was so sweaty uh, was it was like 103 degrees, but um, he was also wet from the knees down because they were unable to dock the boat in which no in they, a suit a wool suit. Yeah, so he ended up jumping out of the disgusting. boat, disgusting, climb up disgusting. the stairs, and like business to shoes. To her. Yeah, disgusting, and, and walking a significant amount. So that's why he was so sweaty. But I do remember that proposal being quite lovely. Jerry, what did you think? I was sad they didn't last, but you yeah, know. they the, their moment. Uh, First off, the backdrop was beautiful. Tahiti. Yes. That's why got, we're like, that's why we're like, oh my God. That's why we were like, not everything like this, like this weird Peter fucking, you know, um, yeah, no. uh, like Mad Max. They were like at Mad Max backdrop of oh, like, like, yeah, sitting on a vultures, boulder or something. Like vultures and <laughs> yeah. flies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this was a sick season in terms of locations. Yeah. Wow. It was gorgeous. And they really seemed they seemed really happy. Like the moment where like they, they sort of like kissed at like, yes. they, they couldn't control themselves. They were so yes. like happy to be together. Have there he couldn't wait travel? to get down on a knee. It was, it was great. 
Do you think their travel budgets have gone down? Because like Juan Pablo had a great, a lot of travel. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I feel like Sean Lowe had great locations rewatching these. Like, I have they gotten lamer? Well, I think what has happened is, is this season, there was a significant bump up in alley season and really laying it on uh, to have better locations. But I think what happens now is you now have a lot of cities because it's become so popular over the past few years. You have a lot of cities bidding to be featured. Oh, right. So that's why you see them in, in Cleveland, right. Ohio. We're right. going to Cleveland, I'm, everybody. Right. I'm from Ohio people, not, nothing against Cleveland, right. but, um, so you have these cities and locations bidding. Um, so I guess it just goes to the highest bidder. Right. Um, I, I'm going to do a few things. Um, uh, I'm going to pull you guys. First of all, will you help me pick the tweet of the week momentarily? Sure. Uh, we have so many funny tweets last night. And I'm also, Anna and I, if you're like Arden, I can't take the, pandemic Uh, my life is killing me and you're like I need to I need to have some more humor I need to check out of reality a little bit come join us on Patreon where Anna and I have had the best time breaking down we're doing two shows at once you get two shows for your Patreon bucks right now we're doing Bachelorette New Zealand which is a blast there's two Bachelorettes there's a chocolatier stripper dad who's spectacular it's really fun they they bring in new guys mid-season they get like a a new crop and we're also doing uh real housewives of new york for any of you bravo lovers out there um and i appreciate people who have bought my book little miss little compton wherever books are sold and as i promise i'm doing a giveaway every week so just Give yourself, it comes out next month, you guys. It'll be here before you know it. Get yourself a future present. Today, we're giving away a really cute Little Miss Little Compton tote. And next week, I'm going to give away four t-shirts. I said it. So get them in now. The winner of the tote is Betsy Kennedy. You want yourself a tote, honey. I'm going to mail it to you. A Little Miss Little Compton tote. Congratulations, (laughs) Betsy. You, you want yourself a toad? You think that I'm joking? I'm gonna grab you by the throat. <laughs> yeah, that got kidding. dark. I didn't mean to be so dark. I'm really sorry, Betsy. I haven't hung out with people in five months. My I'm sorry to be so bleak, but if you're getting down, here comes the tweet of the week. Ah! Oh my God. Before the tweet of the week, I also want to read a couple of reviews and a few emails. Do you guys actually want to be here for this? Cause I, there's so many about you guys that I feel like you should hear some. Here are some reviews. This is five stars from Linda Lynn's Lucas. We need Jerry permanently. Oh. I love, love, love this podcast. I look forward to listening every week. You guys are absolutely hilarious. And I love your take on Juan Pablo season and the realness of the bachelor recaps. Sometimes I don't even watch the episode of the bachelor. I just listen to your podcast. Also, Jerry trainer is one of my favorite hosts. We need him every week. Thank you for doing two episodes Aww. every week. I eat them up. Come on. Are you kidding me? Nice Thanks, work. Linda. 
Here's another one. Justice for Lori, five stars. Somebody got mad, Lori, that they said there was a piece of information that they got mad about and we we aggressively attacked them. <laughs> five stars, Justice for Lori by Jenny, Jenny, Jen, 457. Uh, this podcast might not be for everyone, but it's one of my favorites. And I often find myself laughing out loud along with the amazing guests every week. As far as I can tell, my dog finds Arden's voice soothing. Thoughts on making Jerry a permanent co-host? This is from Monica S.A. Five stars. The best show with the top experts. I am writing this review in defense of Lori. How dare another listener come after her? I have been watching the show religiously since Jake's season. And I oh, listen I'm to very many, excited. many Bachelor podcasts. And Lori is the expert with the most expertise. Every Did they find I- Sorry. Every time I listen to Arden, Jerry, and Michelle Collins, I giggle. Jerry makes me want to watch iCarly. And if I ever need a laugh, I think of Michelle comparing Matt to a Cyclops. Arden, I love your delightful appearances and everything from friends to insecure. Keep on doing the Lord's work. Thanks, Monica. Lori, Jerry, what do you want to say to them? This is thrilling. Thank you for the defense. I have no idea what I'm being defended for. I think it's because I Jerry's my mistress. Maybe. No, you know what it was? Somebody said that there was somebody that we said dated Chris Harrison. And then you were like, and then they were like, no, she didn't date Chris Harrison. Lori is only reading Us Weekly. And we we're like, yeah, that's where we get our facts. So that's all. That's like, if you want facts, <laughs> yeah. don't come to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Be yeah. Like, you need to be doing the research. We were like, no. Yeah. We don't. I, yeah, my, my primary source research yeah. Is, yeah. is Chris Harrison. You got me. I, I have a direct line to him. Okay, here's another one. Now, this is the one where somebody defends Jerry. It, we did get five stars, which I appreciate. And, it, and I love the subject. We do need Jerry and Lori permanently. Five stars. Um, um, from Georgia, 2267. Sometimes you are a bit salty to Jerry, though, and it makes me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia two two six seven. I love to hear what Jerry has to say because his perspective is so unique and thought out. I understand that you're just trying to keep on track and give everyone a chance to speak. That takes talent. I appreciate that. I mean, that's the thing. I don't mean to be Jerry salty to Jerry. It's I'm trying to make the podcast not 18 hours long. So I, I had to put him in a man box because Arden. Have- Arden, can I apologize to you for yes. being such a distraction? Oh my God. <laughs> I know you're just doing your best. You're trying to keep, do a, a performance and I'm just here blowing it for you. I accept your apology, Jerry. You know that you're my friend. You know I was sincere. <laughs> she says that takes talent, being able to juggle so many voices. I sometimes wonder why you have so many people on because it seems tricky. Well, we have Katie and Anna because they're our producers. And then I always have two guests because that's fun. So that's why I have so many because they're my friends because everybody wants to do it. So it is what it is. Um, this podcast has made me laugh out loud and I look forward to it every week. Thanks guys for taking the time to share your talents. I'm so grateful. Georgia. Well, I hope we cleared it up. I, and I, and I, I apologize to Jerry. I'm sorry that I was so salty. Jerry. And I apologize to you, Arden, for just being unruly and, <laughs> and difficult to deal with. 
Here's an email. We got, we've gotten so many great emails and we got so much great feedback from our feeling thorny series last week. Um, we have to do one with Jerry. We definitely, we're going to have to do a one-on-one interview with you, Jerry. We did one last week with Rob Benedict. We have so many fun ones coming up. Um, and I'm so glad that people seem to really appreciate it. So when there's, you know, weeks where they're showing reruns, we'll give you another feeling thorny, but here is an email from Rhiannon Dowling. And the subject line is Lori slash Charlene appreciation email. Hi, Arden. I started listening after your adorable appearance on Jared Freed's podcast. And I have to be honest, I stayed listening because you stayed adorable. Well, thank you. But also because of Lori. I felt, yeah. Okay. Um, Let's see. I felt like I had to add my two cents in after a listener criticized her in a letter you read in an earlier episode. I listened to a few Bachelor podcasts here to make friends for a feminist perspective and two black girls, one rose for the black perspective. But as a professional historian, I have never been... Okay, so this woman is a historian. I have never been more delighted by the research I heard in a Bachelor podcast than what I hear from Lori. Being a historian is not just about knowing facts, but about asking the right questions about content context. And Lori does that beautifully. Two examples that come to mind are when she pointed out the franchise's racial discrimination lawsuit right before Sean Lowe's season and how it affected his cast and her insight that Andy's super gross gun shooting scene came post Sandy Hook. I was literally on my way to Googling when that was, and then she provided that specific information for me. Thank you for bringing Lori into my bachelor viewing experience. I feel seen with my very specific questions about what happened when in relation to what. And thank you all for pointing out how repulsive Andy's I put people in jail for a living refrain was. (laughs) (laughs) Too few people in the U.S. understand that kind of attitude among prosecutors is one of the main reasons why we are a world leader in mass incarceration. I just wanted to add for Jerry and Uh everyone else that I saw Charlene in person at an event for the Here to Make Friends podcast and she was somehow even more striking IRL. She's got that Angelina Jolie thing happening where she just gets more beautiful with age and it's important to note that she's still singing opera, traveling the world and her wonderful husband hasn't held her back in the way JP was clearly hoping to. All the best and thanks for the well-informed last, Rhiannon. I don't think there's a better email I can read for these two guests today. That is very Nice. Do you feel Thank appreciated you. and seen? I do. As I a former do. history teacher, I, I feel very appreciated as well. So thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I'm sorry that I've made this episode 8,000 hours long, <laughs> but here we go. We're going to end it. I just wanted you guys, because we get so many great emails about you. That's just one of Aww, many. Thanks, so Jones. I wanted you to know that people really love you both on Aww. the podcast and you as a well, duo. I lo- would like to say I love you guys and I love your listeners. That's Aww. very nice. Love that you. You feel very good. There's nothing better than knowing the knowing what you do matters. <laughs> when you say, sorry, Arden, you just inspire me. I love it so much. Okay, here we go. I there were so many funny ones. Anna and I are both night owls, so we like we. She literally texts me these at like one in the morning, and I immediately reply. Okay, there's so many. We're gonna narrow it down to two. I'm gonna say Lauren at purple underscore haze was on fire this week honey your tweets were great ready here we go chris harrison's son is the weirdest product placement ever (laughs) (laughs) oh my god made me laugh so much oh my god 
Okay, this is from Lauren, purple underscore haze. Casey sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so true. She's so just true. like an assassin with her jokes. They're just like so distinct. True. They're in. They're both so good. Here is another one from Lauren. Three from Lauren at purple underscore haze. Getting a tattoo for someone you barely know tells you a lot about that person. Doubling down by adding to said tattoo instead of removing it is also very telling. Yes. <laughs> oh, ain't that the truth? Okay. Okay. Oh. It's so good. She's on fire. Oh, so um, good. Okay. This is a visual that I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to, I'll hold it up. I'm going to hold it up. This is from... 3D Dorito at Jashal. I haven't watched the last half hour of this because I put my mask on my cat like a backpack and I'm crying. Honestly, a better use of my time. Look at what she did. Can you see that? She put her face mask on her cat and she's crying like a backpack and she's <laughs> oh crying. It's so and this is a better use of her time. How fucking <laughs> funny is that? She's crying and I mean, better use of her time. I'm going to oh, ask That is so good. Here's another one. 3D Dorito at Jashal. So when they said greatest seasons ever, they just meant all the seasons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my God. Um, Liz Tunkal at Jizzy Lizzy Raps. All the men's suits give me, I worked in finance and then the recession hit. So I signed up to be on the bachelorette. Vines. <laughs> <laughs> this was right after the recession. This is also from her at Jizzy Lizzy raps. Frank 100% was let go from Bear Stearns and then quote, decided to go to Paris to be screenwriter. <laughs> Spot on. Seriously. Okay. okay. So this is one for that. Um, Jerry won't, there's so many, he won't fully understand, but, uh, everybody else. will. this is also from Jizzy Lizzy raps. You thought you couldn't stand Connor's vocal fry, but then you hear Casey again. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. Okay. All right. I mean, there's so many, I could just keep going. Justin should this is from Jizzy Lizzy Raps. Justin should submit a tape to audition for Halloween Horror Nights with that shot of him hobbling into Ali's interview. <laughs> so true. Here's one final one. This is about Frank's Zoom interview from like his wherever his apartment is now. Oh Frank God. is the first person interviewed with an actual apartment. He may have no taste, but at least he shops somewhere other than home goods. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. This is from Chaz at Thorium Dragon. When you're the hero, you get to jump a fence. When you're a villain, you get to hobble through a glade of prickle bushes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, I don't even know how to narrow it oh, down. Oh, it's a tough one. I'm going to go. So with the final two are Lauren at purple underscore haze. Chris Harrison's son is the weirdest product placement ever, which is so <laughs> funny to me. And then this, if you could all look at your, if you could all look at oh, it I while I'm it. showing it's it so, to you, just so look good. as I'm doing it. 
This is from uh, 3D Dorito at Jeshal. I haven't watched the last half hour of this because I put my mask on my cat like a backpack and I'm crying. Honestly, a better use of my time. Yeah. That cat looks pissed. That cat looks so pissed. <laughs> all right. Cat backpack or product placement. Lori. Oh. Well, since this is a podcast and it's hard to see visuals, I'm going to go with product placement. All right, Katie, cat backpack or product placement? Product placement. Jer. Product placement. Tana. I'm going to have to go with cat backpack. Um, I'm going to have to go with product placement. It made me laugh. So it was the first one that came in last night and it made me laugh. The simplicity of it. It was just so, because we've been watching so many of these and it was like, anybody could have tweeted. Like it's so, nobody thought of that. It's so good. Lauren at purple underscore. Hey, honey, you were on fire, but so was everyone, all of our listeners. And if you want to play along at home, you, uh, you can on Twitter, you, you at me or Anna, I'm Arda Marine, M-Y-R-A-N or Anna Hosni, H-O-S-S-N-I and then you just do hashtag W-Y-A-T-R. Lauren at purple underscore Hayes. Chris Harrison's son is the weirdest product placement ever. So fucking good. Jerry, where can people find you? What do you have to promote? Nothing to promote at Jerry Trainer on Instagram and Twitter. Lori, nobody can find you anywhere, but people can send us nice emails. Please like us on uh, iTunes. Send us emails, rosepodcast at gmail.com. It actually means a lot when you leave us reviews and when you give us the stars. It actually helps us get ads and stuff like that. Um, uh, Katie, where can people find you? I'm Katie underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. Tana. I'm at. Anna Hosnier at on Twitter. So I couldn't remember for a second. Tana Hosnier. I'm at Arda Marine on Instagram, M-Y-R-I-N. Please get Little Miss Little Compton. Wherever you buy books, you can order from your local bookseller. Anywhere is available. Pre-order. Guys, what fun! I can't wait to start Claire's and Tasha's journey with you. Yeah. And I'll let you know if I hear anything from The Bachelor. I'm you- excited to watch my first full season of the bachelorette oh my god oh, it's gonna yeah. be and it's gonna be so weird because it's gonna be at like it's gonna be so weird it's gonna be yeah. so weird because claire is gonna be maybe like three or four weeks and then Tasha's gonna come in for it's gonna few. be yeah. great it's gonna be yeah. such a good season yeah. such a good. good season all right um all right you guys well um be safe have fun but have fun a dance party in your house be healthy wear a mask be nice to one another i'm arda marine thank you for listening to this 88 hour tome. We adore you. <laughs> Over and out. Bye. 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 Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for the girl. When you accept this rose, oh, when you accept this rose into your world. Accept this rose into your world. Will You Accept This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 